Boom. Reactive. There are a lot of times when I start my podcast with an idea, an outline, a title, a something, a spark, a muse, an inspiration, and I go from there, sometimes in a very planned and deliberate way, sometimes I just sort of find my way. But this is this is an episode where I don't know. I don't know what this is about. I just know that it's a combination of the the basal desire to make something, to create something after a week or so of almost nothing. Like I finished a couple client projects, but I just feel like I haven't done anything fun or creative or personally fulfilling creatively in in a while. And I made a YouTube video a couple weeks ago admitting that and embracing that I have no ambition. And the video was called just that. And I was talking about how I just don't have the ambition to do something. Like I look at friends and colleagues of mine who are filling their spare time with passion projects and neat little side hustles and just, you know, going out and filming to get some reps on a camera to see how a lens works, to play with Twilight, to play with, with Golden Hour, whatever it is. And I just have none of that drive. And I, I, I wasn't jealous of them. I wasn't inspired by them. I was just sort of acknowledging them and like, yeah, if that's what you want to do, I'm just not feeling it. And my argument in the video is that's fine. It's fine to go through phases where you're not feeling it, where you're not just, you know, hopped up on on inspiration and and ambition. And if you are just constantly ambitious, then you're going to get burnt out or you at least won't do things thoughtfully. You'll just keep pushing, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle. And the period of time when you have no ambition or less ambition is an important part of the process because that really opens up the doors to reflect on what you've done and analyze what you've done and what you want to do and absorb content that might inspire you when you find your ambition again. And so I've been sitting with it. And I think when I made that video in some ways, while while I didn't anticipate it, but in some ways it felt like the rock bottom of apathy and sort of as as low as my ambition could get. And I, even as I started to make that, it required some ambition to make that video. Not a lot. It was not a, a long, exciting video. It was just me talking to the camera and I, I chopped some edits in there. But I thought about doing it in a fun way and I talked myself out of that because I just didn't have the ambition for it. But now I'm in this spot where professionally I'm, th- I'm wrapping up almost all of my open projects. And just today I got an email that this this other big project we were going to do this fall is being postponed till spring because we need to film outside and we just won't have the, the look for it. We can't shoot it with dead trees. Uh, and so we're going to wait six months to shoot it. And there goes that revenue for six months. And I, I, the, these other things I'm wrapping up and like the fall gala videos that I do are wrapping up. And I now have this avoid a little bit where for a few weeks there with my free days I was able to work on these projects that I had for clients but now that's winding down and I'm left with this with once again potential with time and time is potential and it had been a while but our kids show I I, I was trying to talk 
my I've got a budding relationship with with my friend Sean, and I was trying to talk him into taking on this project that he was saying no to, and I just thought he would be perfect for it. And we went back and forth, and it's a it's a project rooted in in an educational initiative with a really cool organization. And as I was talking, I'm like, this is what we're all about. This is what makes it exciting. And as I said that, yes, he he submitted to doing the project, but I sort of shook something loose in myself a little bit. And I remembered that our little world, my beloved kids show is on hiatus and it's not being produced right now. And we were doing that for safety reasons for a long time. And we still have safety concerns, but there's ways that we can address that and minimize it now. And I just have this urge to say, you know, the only reason that this doesn't exist is because I have not made it exist yet. And I started to feel that that fire come back a little bit for, you know, I could make some phone calls. I could start to line this up. I could put a date on the calendar for this spring or something, and we can be back in business. And I can produce again and start to line things up and decide if we want to do a Kickstarter or crowdfund or, you know, whatever we want to do. For so long, I've been sort of not hiding behind COVID, but with COVID as the as the main factor, like we didn't want to do a bunch of indoor production with kids. And now that most kids are vaccinated, hopefully, um, and we'll make sure that our kids are for the for these shoots. It's just an exciting place to be again. And and that excuse is disappearing if we can't safely film. And now I'm I'm facing this potential again. I'm, I'm looking down this and saying, okay, my clients don't have a lot of work right now. And I could work really, really hard to try to find more clients. Um, and I can put myself back out there with the agencies that I do work with for camera operation. That's good for a day or two here or there. But really... I'm tired of, of sitting around waiting for clients and, and I like my clients and I've liked the work that I've done, but I'm just at the point where I think I'm ready to, to do this and to start to build it out and make it more robust and make it the dream that I've always wanted it to be, to make it come true. And as I start to think about it, I, I want to do work and stuff. It's, it starts to fill me with this excitement and what I think a lot of it came down to was I think I lost my ambition a little bit for a number of reasons and and distraction client work and time and all that plays plays a factor but I think a big part was I had sort of lost sight of what I feel like my calling is and that's a that's a word that gets thrown around and I'm not here to tell you how to find your calling or anything like that but when I close my eyes and try to imagine the things that I love doing best, I love working with groups of people. I love being a part of a crew and making stuff that's exciting and making stuff that I feel like has a real impact on the world. And I've done tons of stuff with like fun crews, but we're working on projects for some fortune 500 company. And we're doing an internal podcast behind the scenes, whatever, like there's some boring projects out there that try to make rich people a little bit richer but the projects where, you know, you get to affect students directly, where you get to have an impact on a community and, and stuff like that, it's so, so much more meaningful. And I'm sitting here with the potential to do that. And rather than wait around for the right client to do something about it, it's 
it's within my grasp. And I think when I, going back to my calling, I don't think when I like, oh man, I want to be the best guy to photograph corn. I want to be like the ultimate drone pilot for commercial real estate photography. Like these are things that I've done and things I've been a part of. And like, man, I love lighting an interview for a mid-level C-suite executive to talk about the struggles of HR in a competitive market. Like there's so much mindless stuff that I've done and that I'm good at and that I can do and continue to do and could make decent money doing. But I feel like I would just get burnt out on that kind of work. And right now with this freedom on my schedule, I can choose, do I spend the time to hunt down more work like that? Somebody else's work doing somebody else's project, which doesn't necessarily resonate with what I find exciting. Or do I, or do I spend this time doing pre-production for something more meaningful, something that, that is exactly what I want to be doing. And when I think about being able to create content that people could grow up on and people could reference and be inspired by, like the power of that. And for, for any creative, if you could make something, yes, that makes a little bit more money, but it's just helping a corporation make more money, that's fine. And you got to pay the bills and I get that, but isn't the dream to make something that people will consume and love and enjoy and to be a part of something where you can share knowledge or inspiration or acceptance and beauty and love if you could share these things out into the world it's almost a responsibility and and that's where I start to feel like that's where I use the word calling because I've got cameras I've got microphones and I have a a squad of people who I love working with, who I know would be interested and willing to be a part of this. And if I don't use these assets, these resources to create something spectacular, what a waste, what an absolute waste. If I, if, if the marshmallow lesson was my peak and I used up all my favors there, what a shame, what a shame to take all of this potential, all of this, willingness to create from incredible people. I, I, I feel that obligation to put something out there that could have an impact on somebody. And that's serious. And for too long, I've been focused on other things and I'm not, I'm not going blindly into the hustle here. I'm just recognizing that the time is right to start putting things thoughtfully in place and arranging this this kid show to be what I want it to be and to do it right. And I feel like when we started to develop it back in 2019 and had everything lined up to film in, in 2020, in April of 2020, and we had to cancel our shoot for what are now very obvious reasons, I look back and I, I'm kind of glad that we had to wait because we weren't rushing it. But taking the time to step back and realize the magnitude of this, the potential of this, because as the pandemic hit, yes, it would have been nice to have ridden the wave of all of the virtual programming that became so essential for so many people and so many parents and so many schools. Yeah, it would have been nice to have been a part of that. But we learned so much about that stuff. And I worked with the St. Louis Symphony on virtual programming. I worked with schools on virtual programming. I, I mean, Essentially, most of what I do is virtual programming, 
and people have learned to consume that differently and lean on that differently and we've seen it done well and we've seen it done very poorly and now we're informed by that and we're able to say okay we know what we know what we can do we know how we should do it and now we know how to do it best and or, or not best but at least very well and I'm excited about that because it makes it it, it justifies the lull, the hiatus a little bit more, not just for safety, but when we do this, it's going to be better than it was. And we've talked to people and expanded the vision. And I think that I've met people in the past three years in the education space who I've gotten excited, like, man, you should be a part of this. This is incredible. And it will be better if you're a part of it. And I hope that we then take all of this potential, all of this excitement, all of this insight, and put it towards something that's going to make a difference, that at least one kid will watch and be like, hey, that's pretty cool. Hey, I could do that. And even if it's not even a subject we're covering in an episode, but just the fact that we're creating something and creating something meaningful and not mindless TikTok drivel. Um, I, my other recent video was I tried to TikTok for a client and it was a nightmare. Um, and like the network just has no value. And I, I logged on and it was, I mean, go watch the video. I'm not going to rehash it here, but it was offensive. It was what they were showing me was offensive and what they assumed that I would value was so stupid and so valueless that that I deleted the app. And now I'm I'm sitting here thinking like what a what a crazy potential we have, what a, what a crazy opportunity to create something thoughtfully that isn't a dumb prank or nonsense, but it's something that can inspire somebody, something that can tell someone's story, something that can encourage a sense of community and a sense of connection across barriers that we wouldn't have been able to cross until we made it into this world that accepts virtual learning a little bit more wholeheartedly. And so I'm sitting here not on the other side of a lack of ambition because I'm right in the slump. But once we start climbing, the momentum's going to grow and and that's exciting to me. And I'm excited for this fall and this winter and lining things up. And I'm excited for the new merch that we're doing and, and the new initiatives and some of the new, the, the, the next little passion projects I have going. I feel like now that I know what I want to do, I've seen other things that I'm inspired by, by other people. And I've written projects that are in line with those things. But at the end of the day, that's not my calling. That's not what I'm excited about. That doesn't check the box of, is this something that is true to the core of my identity as a creator, as a man, as a father. And the, the two words that I am coming down to are love and listen. That's what I keep coming back to. And it's so important. And with, with equality and, inequality, all these things right now, to go into something with an open mind and with an active love for one another, and to not only understand the value of your story and telling your story, but making sure that you also stop to listen to other stories, and not just of the ultra-successful and hearing the, how did Warren Buffett do, like, 
those stories have value, but also what has value is the stories of the people who, by traditional metrics, haven't made it, aren't successful. But there's love there. There's value there. And telling that story, accessing that story, equipping individuals to tell that story is so important. And that's my litmus test. And that's what I've, I've come down to realize. That's what and when I make something, I want it to be something that can educate or equip somebody to empower somebody to tell their story and to encourage them to to love each other, to listen to someone else's story as well. And for me to take the time to hear those stories and use those stories to shape my projects in a way that's equitable and exciting and that builds community and bridges. And it, it it's exciting. And, and so I find myself after quite a, a long several month lull of a lack of ambition a full-blown five-week anxiety attack of, of adjustment and and all these things and and who knows what's next for me but I'm at a point right now where I feel like I'm really starting to understand myself again and what resonates with me what excites me and what doesn't and if it weren't for the lack of ambition to sit back and say what could I do that excites me that doesn't when I look back on what I've created I'm proud of this I don't care about that when I look back the stuff that I've made that that helps people and that is education focused that's the stuff that just gets me going and I'm very excited about and knowing that helps me make the right decisions so that I can spend my time developing the things that I want to develop in a way that's thoughtful in a way that's true to myself and in a way that will ultimately be sustainable as as a as not just a career financially but as a creative outlet that sustainability is is important and i've spent enough time trying different things and being a part of different projects that i know what i want to do and that's exciting so i don't know what yours is i don't know what your calling is um and it may change and that's okay. People change and you feel a number of ways and you may go through certain things and you might not know what your calling is until you follow two other callings first and you're just going to be on a journey. And embracing that and listening to that and analyzing it when you're lacking a little bit of ambition and maybe you're realizing it's time to shift a little bit and you've maybe conquered some some goals and some fulfilled some missions and now you want to be in a spot where you're switching it up and, and addressing a different crowd or a different part of yourself, be open to that. Don't be mad at yourself. The The dumbest thing you can do is just hustle away at something that isn't meaningful to you anymore because you think you need to or because it's honorable. And I've definitely done that before. Um, but here's where I sit now, and I'm excited for whatever's next. I'm excited to start making progress again toward this as I finish these, these projects and I use my my spare time in a way to keep myself creatively fulfilled and to start to build something that I can be really proud of. That's all I got. Thanks for listening. I think we found a place at the end of this podcast that I didn't know we were going to at the beginning. Um, but if you made it this far, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming along for the ride. As always, have a good day, night, whatever, wherever. See you later. Bye. That was original content from Boom Reactive.